What's up, it's Zach, and this is an announcement. First off, my deepest gratitude to Wolf the Dog for allowing me to hop on here and share some rad news with you folks. Thanks, Wolf. And thanks to y'all for being super understanding about this episode being late. I had a, a weird health scare last week with my circulation. It was not a cool week, but I'm happy to report no permanent injury and full hit points from multiple capable doctors. Plus, I welcome the addition of knee-high socks to my daily life. Alrighty, I am delighted to share that you all have already raised over $250 with new and upgrading Patreon subscriptions, and that rips because that means we'll at least be donating over $500 to help keep folks warm in our community this winter. It gets really fucking cold here, and people need a place to stay safe from the weather, and that place also needs to be safe for everyone, which is why we donate to one of the few shelters in our hometown of Springfield, Missouri, that accepts all couples, all genders, and also allows pets. Because if you got a furry friend with you, they need a place as well. So if you've been thinking about how to help out during this holiday season, if you've been considering maybe getting in on these absolutely wild bonus episodes that are exclusively on Patreon, or if you want to create an NPC or a location to maybe get used on the show, or monthly live streams, or shirts, or any of that, we'll make your money go twice as far, and we'll help people survive this winter. Plus, it's a raffle. You could win a shirt or a chance to play a one-shot with me and the boys. And you're hearing this right. We're going to extend this whole shindig through the end of Monday, December 11th. So if you're listening to this a little later, you still have time. If it still hasn't become Tuesday, December 12th in U.S. Central Time, then you know where the links are. Thanks again to Wolf the Dog. We really couldn't pull off this cool shit without a wolf as the dog as you, friend. Gratuitous gracious greetings to all of my gorgeous goblins out there. It's your best buddy, Wolf the Dog, here to say things to you, and you will listen to those things. And those things are being broadcast from 694.2 PTBP, the station where radios happen. And speaking of things happening... We got us a new Howlin' with Wolf. This edition of Howlin' with Wolf is from Maddie L. in Pennsylvania, who tagged at Pretending Pod on the internet, the kind of thing that I am grateful and thankful for, and is also easy for you to also do now. That's right. Go do it right now. Be like Maddie L. Do it. Come on. What have you got to lose? Pretty please for your little old wolfie. Maddie L writes, Hey wolf, so happy your rad as hell show came into my life. Thankful for always keeping me updated on the goings on here in the city. As far as I'm concerned, you're the only news station I need. Though Can is also a great substitute. And as for those other guys, Zach, Thomas, Joe, Luke, they're doing an amazing job too. Always working so hard. They inspired me to work on my own horrifyingly entertaining story, but that stays locked in the vault for now until the time is right. Dear Maddie L, I am the only news source you can trust in this particular grouping of dimensions. Can crew be damned? And see, now you shouldn't have mentioned that there was a locked vault. You know I'm about to heist that good stuff from you now. I can't help myself when I know some goodies are locked away from me. Stay creepy, Maddie L and stay vigilant. If you want to write up something for your BFF Wolf to Howl, tag at Pretending Pod on the internet or write up a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice and put Bless You Wolf in there somewhere. Now, y'all, I don't want to cause no drama, but did y'all hear that Zach fella trying to sneak in and say some stuff before my show? I don't ever come on before that dude's show and say all kinds of shit. Wait, what's what's that? Uh, everyone shut the fuck up. It's the news. 
Last time, we witnessed the continued journeys of both Julius Summers and Stump. Stump didn't breathe, climbed a building with no doors and one window, which he looked through and witnessed a wild scene of familial violence and anger, before he tried to smash the glass with the hammer, which the glass unnaturally rejected. Stump felt the stifled, vacuumed reverberations eviscerate the entire interior of his body, bursting every blood vessel, ripping apart every muscle and organ, and he laid on the ground where he landed, alive and feeling every bit of this immensely inhuman human pain. As Stump looked up at the sky in this foreign place, Fred Goddle gave a quizzical look as he walked into view, over and past the broken body of Stump. We also witnessed Julius Summers find the portal behind the throne in the old-timey gymnasium of Grover Cleveland High School, which he went through, and when he walked out onto the spiraling walkway that wraps itself around a fog-covered tower in the middle of the ocean, he smelled a familiar scent. He smelled God. He followed the aroma up to the tower to another door, which brought him into a small room in an enormous underground black site. And through the single window in this room, he saw his handler and roommate, Agent Diggory, approaching. Taking us now back to the evening of Thursday, July 7th, 2022. It's a brand new banger. A game changer filled with danger. So share it with a stranger and I'll wager it's a major entertainer. It's Alter Girl with My Life is Great and it's all my fault. Uh, Zachary is Luke coming later. Who? <laughs> you know, the guy we've played with for years. Why, Joe, it's just been the three of us all this time. Oh. Because I remember this other dude <laughs> who played with us. He's not at the table right now. Welcome, everyone, to episode 42 of Pretending to be People, season two. I am here with both Thomas and and Joe, and that is everyone who's ever been on this podcast. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but Joe. I guess I'll go back and listen. You're not allowed to listen to the parts that Luke is on. <laughs> I mean, shit. Gotcha. oh shit! Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, Luke's not here. Luke's not here because what we're recording right his now. His character is totally fine, right? Well, his character isn't with. Your character, you almost said with us. I wouldn't remember that because it's, <laughs> it's been about eighteen months since we last played these characters. So, <laughs> do you remember your character's name, Steven? That is really close to one of the characters who will be here tonight. <laughs> oh, Stefan. That is also very close. I'll give you two more guesses. <laughs> your name is Jim Jarmish. Whoa! Can you do that voice? Jim Jarmish? Yeah, Jim Jarmish voice. <laughs> That's exactly right. The original voice for Jar Jar Binks and later changed, unfortunately, by George Lucas. I'm playing Fred Goddle. Yep, sure. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yep. Yeah, and Thomas? I'm playing Cal Colorado. Oh, playing Cal Colorado this evening. I'm his, well, I do have to remember his character voice, though. Jar 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 jar. <laughs> Last we left Cal Colorado, Beck Wilder, and Stevie, the three of you were walking into the can van at Beer E A Taco, having just met up with Julius's quote unquote bog job squad for the first time and the last time, seemingly for you at this point, as as you were sitting in this beer eat taco having already ordered and sat down at the table the tv flipped over and 
you saw us. Breaking news. We're wanted. You know, I listened to it again, and uh, we're just wanted for questioning. It's um, Julius is the one they really want, and... (laughs) Kind of, it was kind of Isabella Kaya who like insinuated that the rest of us are bad people. Mm. If you just listen to if if, if you have a little uh, media literacy, Beck, <laughs> you'd know. You know, it just said we are we are wanted for questioning, and, and this whole time we were just trying to um, go along best as we could, as and we and we didn't abet much. That much is doing a lot of heavy lifting, dude. Well, we we didn't abet much. I mean, yeah, I, was, I could say that. Do you want to go and turn ourselves in? No, Stevie says from the campaign. <laughs> I'm not looking to go to jail. Yeah, our strategy so far was pretty much not turn ourselves in so we can get our footage out. I think it's all getting a little confusing to me. You still have the footage, right, Beck? Yeah, it's right here. And pet my bag. Can I comment that? Uh, it's been long enough of uh, not playing together that Cal no longer trusts (laughs) I actually um, can he feel it when he pats it oh yeah 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 okay I mean Beck has been like sleeping with this footage I've been using it as a pillow we're gonna have to disclose that in our office relationship to HR that I'm sleeping on my backpack that you're sleeping with the footage (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, Zach. I didn't know you needed us to be like a full start of an episode thing. I was ready to do a quick little, let's go to the jazz club. <laughs> the, the, the what? <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking. It's it's late. <laughs> Don't have a lot the of energy. Sass club. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can. I'll, that sounds pretty rad. <laughs> I need some food. It's about to become the sass club. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Cal, back, back in the. Back in Biriataka, you were talking about a cabin. Are we are we doing that? Yeah, we should go to the cabin because like we need to lay low. We got to get ourselves hit. Yeah, because like once this all blows over, we'll get a signal from Julius and we'll take it from there. Exactly. Yeah, but didn't you kind of get a rush escaping from jail? Well, I mean, it was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> what if we rolled the dice one more time? Remember, I'm supposed to meet that mysterious person who left me the note at their... Awesome jazz club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The jazz club. What if we hit that up on the way out of town? That note, it was weird, right? It, like, had a weird shape to it. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> what was weird about it, Stevie? It was, like, in the shape of a, one of those things that you, like, move around a Ouija board. A, 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 a planker. Plaquer, plankered. Yeah. Looks like a guitar pick, kind of, but heart shaped, sort of. Yeah, planch, planchard. Planchard. Yeah, good one. Planchard. Good pull, it's a planchette for those listening. A planchard. That's what it planchard. is. Oh, I thought it was kind of shaped like a fat pear. Yeah, that's kind of what they look like. And So you think it was not a pear, but a planchard? Well, I, I was thinking about it. I mean,. I thought you had also been thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about pears. So, I mean, I guess we could hit up the jazz club. Is it time? Is it, when are we meeting them? What did the note say? Um, here, I found it. It says, Thirsty Thirst Trap Thursday. It's like a flyer for Olga's underground highlight jazz abode. Jazz abode. Jazz abode sounds right up your alley, Cal. Okay, but like, I was thinking about this, and it's in the same shape as do you... Do you remember that business card almost that we found in the it pit? Oh yeah. We thought it was like a guitar pick shape or something, but it was it looked it looked like this. That one was for a, a society. Yeah, it was like the Occult and Unnatural Investigative Journalism Association or something like that. Yeah. Wait, the X Files nerds? Yeah, I think you even said that they like believe Bigfoot's real, right? They write to the station sometimes, yeah. Do they have a cool jazz club? Well, no, they probably just go to the same printer. <laughs> there was a sale on it's the only card stock they had. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely what it is. Yeah. If there's a chance that they're connected to the occult thing, like the shit we've been seeing is very occulty. I think maybe it's worth checking out. I thought this would be a break from nerds and the occult. Oh, no, I kind of feel like we're just getting deeper and deeper into that. Because we could hide out, sure. 
like we could go up to the cabin, which is what we were suggesting that we do to hide out and kind of lay low. But, you know, if you want to go to this jazz abode, I think it's going to land us into deeper and deeper stuff. At this point, we kind of need the help of people who believe in Bigfoot. Oh, Beck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're telling me that like after everything you've seen now, you're still ruling out the possibility of Bigfoot? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Let me. For now, no big feet, okay? I mean, of course, I'm not going to say it definitively exists. I didn't see it. This one is a a guitar pick, obviously, for the cool jazz abode. And this one is they thought it was a Bigfoot egg or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if there's a chance it's all connected, we should go and maybe see what they have to say. For the news. Fuck. Stevie, could you start editing some of this footage we've been putting together, like we've been capturing oh, yeah, while I'm... we're driving in the can van? Could you, like, if we can start putting together a video alibi? <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds good. I'll, I'll just highlight the stuff where we're doing good. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about we're going to, like, ease people into the stuff, you know, make it kind of a documentary-style thing that slowly unfolds in the crazy yeah it was like cal said it was like the news is the story you tell yeah is that what i said (laughs) i start rummaging around in the bag i grab the footage and i am the one who walks over to like the bank of computers and monitors and plugs it in and i'm gonna watch over stevie's shoulder as we're driving Beck is just giving Stevie like a, an editing lesson, essentially. Like Stevie is young enough to just inherently know how video editing works. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what do you know about video editing and youth? Uh, <laughs> you might have some misconsumptions, like consumptions, <laughs> misconceptions about both. I have misconsumptions. I have misconsumptions sure. all the time. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have even operated that. under some <laughs> some heavy misconsumptions. <laughs> AKA four bears. <laughs> Beck is throwing out timestamps off the top of his head of things that he think would work in certain places. Oh, dude, I think I got some footage of the it pit at like 24-3. And what shortcut could I use to like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, control alt uh, arrow key. Oh, that helps you yeah. get back and forth. Oh, dope. Just sliding through, picking up on uh, all the little lessons that Beck is uh, providing, and then. But he just suddenly... keeps telling her go to, to go back to uh, eight three six. Oh shit! There's a good bit at eight thirty six, and another one at eight thirty six. And uh, at eight thirty six, there's a little good bit. If you go forward eight hundred thirty six seconds, I think there's another one there. And Stevie just kind of like stops and turns back and looks at you with like. And you're just looking at them with no, yeah, just just earnest. Okay. And at that moment, one of the screens in the top right in the back of the can van flips over to the way that you've had it hooked up with Mo Gibson, who is one of the members of the Bog Job Squad. You grabbed a uh, a little like connector dongle. You grabbed a dongle, a transmitter from his drone that you've plugged into this whole setup in the back of the can van, and suddenly the drone kind of sparks, and it's on the back of a boat, and you see kind of the city skyline in the background as these people that you just met at Biriataco are all getting together bags of gear and stuff. I call up to the front. Hey, Cal, we're getting footage. Uh, if you when we get to the jazz club, I don't know if you want to stop and watch it or we can ta- we we could tape it. That's the the uh the drone footage you're talking about there? Yeah, it's it's all the drone footage that we're going to Yeah, why don't you just review that? Why don't you review that and uh just let me know if you think there's anything that I need to be made aware of. Of course, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you you continue driving through the city and uh the sun is going down. As you head over to Olga's underground Iolite jazz abode, and you eventually make it to where the GPS says this abode sits. What was the note? The note was simply a business card for Olga's underground Iolite jazz abode, and there is a handwritten bit on there that says Thirsty Thirst Trap Thursday. There was a giant high heel. 
you searched the area and it had been raining around right. the area and yeah there were footsteps uh and it was a, a large high heel that had been uh walking up to the canvan to leave this on your windshield beck are you are you at a um beck are you are you at a stopping point with <laughs> 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 got Cal, what do you got in a glass up there? <laughs> Some a, little, a nice little frozen treat. <laughs> Misconsumption up there. Beck, are you at a stopping point there with Stevie where you could um we can kind of game plan this a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We're getting, we're getting close. Um we're gonna have to break into our standard issue can disguise box. Standard issue can disguise box. On this one, I think. I think we need to go under undercover. You would want me to film or do you want me to just we're doing this incognito. Well, you'll you'll need to be filming, but um, do you have a way of filming incognito? I'm a can cameraman. Yeah, there's always a way. Whoa. Yeah, that's what you're a part of here, Stevie. That I mean, ever since I joined up and then stopped like lying to you, I've just been enamored with what's possible when you work together. That's because the news kicks ass. Standard issue can disguise box now. We've got to get our standard, an oversized cameraman's trench coat uh, for for Beck. There should be there should be one in there. He he whips one and fans it out. Yep, right here, got it. And then of course a much cooler tailored one for me. Of course, you always get the tailored one. Well, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have to stick a big camera under it. You know, this is the career you chose. Pass me one of those one of those fedoras. I'm going to wear it way down low. So they can't quite see my eyes. I pass him a fedora. Um, Can I do the cowboy hat this time? It'll look a little silly with your trench coat, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Joe just mime taking it off with the saddest fucking look on his face. As you're taking it off, Stevie's grabbing for it. And then as you go to put it back on, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, no, that... I've got another one. Do you want to be cowboys? Yeah, don't together? worry, yeah, don't worry, Stevie. Be cowboys. There's another cowboy hat in there. Oh, good. disguise box. Do you have like a like a fake mustache, like a big handlebar mustache for me? Oh, I got mustaches. And oh. he p- flips open the trunk that they've been pulling out of, has a false top, and it flips down. And there's an arrangement of various faux mustaches. Stevie like throws all of the hair that's in front of their face up underneath the cowboy hat and you see Stevie's face for the first time. (laughs) Can I humant that face? The face. (laughs) Go for it. They're wiping off their black lipstick and taking out their piercings currently. I pass. And you know what I saw? You're a lovely young person. Thank you. That's, That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Now get on your cowboy hat and this ridiculous mustache. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, and the mustache goes on. And uh, what other, what other kind of Vic has a his mustache is blonde and it's a long like walrus one that goes down around the sides of his mouth. Incredible, incredible. And Stevie's is literally the exact same fake mustache, but in brown. <laughs> <laughs> Cal has like a um, floor length like trench coat, a matching fedora, and he puts on some big like Clark Kent glasses and he goes, this one always fools them. <laughs> Whoa, where'd Cal go? You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just this debonair. When the glasses go glasses. on, it starts raining because in stories, that means change. <laughs> glasses? <laughs> <laughs> To show that time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're older now. They need glasses. (laughs) Uh, And you are at the alleyway in which this uh, Olga's Underground Highlight Jazzabone sits. And looking down this dark, rainy alleyway in the city, you see a single neon light flickering in the pouring rain and darkness and it is the exact same symbol the shape the outline the silhouette anyone got another look stevie it's a planchard no it's a it's a pear Okay, so you're going to put your whole camera under that trench coat? Yeah, it fits right here. And he's uh, showing you that he's got a... He pulls open the trench coat, 
and there's a over-the-shoulder suspenders type apparatus Whoa. that's holding the camera down around his belly button level. Just kind of peeking through when the coat you is closed. You have one of those see-through shirts on? That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's, there's a big camera sticking out. Like. <laughs> it's the full it's poking between it's the zoom lens yeah. outward. It's a fake <laughs> pregnant belly with a built-in lens. <laughs> it's filming out of a buttonhole. Perfect. And Stevie puts on like a big like jacket with fringe. How, how do I look, dude? Fucking awesome! And Fuck I high five. Yeah. How howdy partner? Howdy partner, dude. Ah, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Just one last thing, Stevie, and I kind of like adjust their mustache. Like um, they stand up with their shoulders back and their chin up, proud and like comfortable. And <sighs> I'm not gonna get emotional, but. <laughs> They feel nice right now, and that's nice. Hell yeah. They go to the back door and, and pop it open and say, Let's roll. Olga's underground highlight jazz bone. Yeah. You're undercover now, Stevie. <laughs> oh, shit. And they jump back into the can van. What do I call you? <laughs> I'm Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> Beck, did you just think of that? It's yeah. a really good fake name. Do you dig it? I do. Oh my god, that's I'll great. be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'll be Captain Mor oh, that probably won't work. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. Um just call me Mo Gibson. <laughs> I think that was one that's of the that names guy. That's we that just guy. heard. That's that weird. They point Stick up at the, the, the camera with the drone on yeah. it. Which is now currently like flying up and flying around and, and currently kind of flying toward the city bridge above the city river. Oh, I almost forgot. And Beck is going to go in and flick a switch that makes sure that it's recording that footage. Awesome. That that, that, that live feed is not getting lost. Cool. <laughs> a little red light pops up. It's really cool. Just call me more. More. Morgan, Morgan, and more. Morgan, Morgan, and more. Perfect. Attorneys at law. <laughs> no, just kidding. Attorneys are bad people. Oh, really? And we're the news. Oh, wait. Attorneys are all bad people? I don't like to generalize, Stevie, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Morgan, Morgan, and Moore head out of the back of the can van and into the abode. Immediately by opening this unmarked metal red door in this alleyway, you see a wall in front of you and stairs that go down to your right. And on either side of the stairs on the wall, is just this kind of like rocky, cavey kind of uh, texture on either side. And it's been spray painted just like over and over repeatedly with a bunch of different tags all the way down. A bunch of stickers are plastered on there on the stairs as well. And you continue down until you see uh, another door and a doorman who's standing there, um, you know, as you approach, ID. <laughs> no, we all forgot our IDs. It's in my notes, which is what's funny to me is that you, like, you thought it. I didn't expect the disguise. I was really excited about the disguise. Forgot that I wrote. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Here's our IDs. And Cal like, slips them like 60 bucks. Without saying a word, they open the door for you. Fuck yeah, dude. And they open up the door into another reality not in the same way as the camera went into an old-timey gymnasium necessarily but maybe for cal <laughs> Zach, before we go any further yeah is there good music playing or is it electro swing <laughs> <laughs> So, so mellow in here. Oh, 
Listen to that horn, oh, gal. I love that soft. There's a drummer playing soft. No mics necessary on this kit because the drummer knows the room and knows exactly the force to give each hit. Same with the trumpet player who is just knocking out of the park as a, an electric piano is on stage. You actually see it's a 1972 Rhodes electric piano. Ooh, yeah. giving those soft, warm tones. And then an upright bass laying it down in the background. Uh, Zach, are the people going to be able to hear that smooth cover of Hey Ah you were playing? Or I have messaged the person. Are they from Springfield? <laughs> nope. They, I found them on the internet. They haven't put anything on the internet in 15 years, and I do not expect a response. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach played a really smooth song for us while he described that scene, and I really got taken out of the description because... Oh, no. Well, <laughs> the whole point was to enhance it. It did until I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, my God, it's hey, uh. <laughs> Uh, and you see a, uh, a performer on stage, perhaps almost seven foot tall in heels, but probably around six foot five without them. Purple hair, long, fake eyelashes, fake nails, but accenting their natural features too, in contrast with uh, similar exaggerations and wearing a sparkly green dress that glitters like a disco ball. You can see that glitter is just absolutely falling off of her as she performs. She's even going up and kind of like doing little touches of folks on the shoulder, maybe a, a fingertip on the nose of a patron. And with each touch, glitter is just like dashing upon each person that they uh, they go around to. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, hourglass figure. Uh, it says here in the description that I got from this patron uh, that the, it make, the hourglass figure makes the women cry in jealousy. So there's a, there are some women crying in and jealousy nice. along the side. And then next it does say tickle biddies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now I got it. That's actually the last line in the description. (laughs) Not makes the women cry in jealousy and the men do something. Just makes the women cry in jealousy and tickle bitties. Period tickle bitties. Period. (laughs) Cal Cal like elbows Stevie and and Beck and he's like, you see those heels? Oh, yeah. Wow. And they are performing a soulful, gorgeous rendition. She is absolutely killing it up there of Hey Ya by Outcast. And uh, there is a man behind the bar, small man, no shirt, no pants, very tiny. No pants? No pants, just like absolutely um, brief cut shorts. You mean, un- oh, hot pants. <laughs> hot pants, okay. Hot pants. And they are currently in a full split on the bar showing off said hot pants and great thighs. Uh, as they are pouring a drink Julius next to themselves, oh. but no, unfortunately, it is not Julius. Hey, play it cool. You don't know anybody named Julius. Remember, we're we're wanted in association with him, so yeah, yeah. for questioning, for questioning. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, barkeep. How much longer um, is this performer's set? Well, Nightshade always ends on this song, so it's probably finishing up shortly. And what does Nightshade like to drink? Oh, Nightshade. Not Nightshade, although Nightshade performs tomorrow night. Nightshade Kit. And points up to the stage currently. Can you say that in Zach voice? Nightshade Kit is the name. Thanks and shout out to Oxum from Oklahoma for Nightshade Kit. Very cool. Nightshade Kit. Shake, shake, Nightshade Kit. Nightshade Thank you, Ox. Like a Polaroid. Good character, Ox. I'm excited to talk. <laughs> so I guess maybe y'all should order some drinks. Maybe a round or two. Because w- I get busy. That's what I just said. What? What is what is not Shaket's favorite drink? She loves the last word. Can you order um can you send a send a Equal last pots word? gin <laughs> green chartreuse? I Maraschino cherry liqueur and lime juice, shaken with ice and served on need. Ooh, served on what? Need. That sounds good. Okay. Did you say on need? 
<laughs> served on neat. Okay, I don't want to tell you your business, sir, but I don't think that's the proper terminology. <laughs> Is that what you would like to Can order? You, uh, I... <laughs> Beck, hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to send. I'd like to send. Uh, I'd like to send the performer one of those drinks you just said, and then. Tell her we'd like to have a word with her, and we'll be over in that empty booth over there. And you see an empty booth that you're pointing to because you, you saw it because you were pointing at it. Why don't you just uh, Why don't you just make the same thing for all of us? A round of those. With that, the barkeep gets to work without moving their legs from <laughs> this perfect split <laughs> position. They grab a bottle of green chartreuse, which you would expect to not be within. <laughs> grabbing range but it's there and they start shaking multiple cocktails they finish up all four leave three on a tray and take the fourth one up to the performer as Nashe Kit is finishing up her song on stage over in the booth once she gets it we're like raising our glasses yeah that's the shot Beck tips the cowboy hat And the set ends. They head off stage. And instead of heading back, maybe perhaps to the green room, uh, they immediately are walking back with just the last sip of this drink left in the cocktail glass in their hand, towering over the crowd as she walks over. I believe that you all gave me this drink. Beck is standing up, and he's taking his hat off and putting it in his chest. Back, back, back the disguise. I mean, Morgan. Pleasure to meet ye, ma'am. I think we are going to cheers to subterfuge based on that interaction as she points at the two of you <laughs> says you can't hide nothing from Nashe Kit <laughs> well I, I think that is that's why we're here apparently our, our actions weren't hidden from you earlier today when you left this note her eyes sparkle gleam even well I think that uh, you all would very much like to grab those drinks and come with me real quick this isn't just some Bigfoot bullshit, is it? Absolutely not. Okay. But it is also real like Bigfoot. And she turns <laughs> and, and walks with click-claggy heels out the back way toward the uh, back of the stage, behind the stage. Beck turns to Cal and shrugs. I think we should go. Win in the jazz abode. Be jazzy. Be, Be jazzy. Be jazzy. And as you all walk back, you uh, admire all the uh, the walls are all like black rock all the way around on on either side of you as you as you walk back through Look, to Stevie, the back of the stage. Iolite. Without getting up, Julius raises his hand up above his head and pushes the door open as hard as he can and rolls into the room. <laughs> like, in one roll, he grabs the gun off his back and aims at whatever he might see as soon as he's kneeling down. <laughs> All right, uh, Julius, you roll into this empty concrete room and you're aiming your gun at the opposing wall, which has a door on the right and a large window on the left. And they both look heavily fortified. And through the window, you see what you could only assume is an enormous underground black site, the size of like multiple airplane hangars. The walls and ceiling are made of rock. That earthy cave smell starts to make sense. And you see countless humans in suits, lab coats, jumpsuits at various stations on computers that look like they're from the future and they're controlling these robotic 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 manufacturing arms that cause sparks to fly as they work on vehicles and weapons you don't recognize and and plenty of other people are talking and walking with purpose across this gargantuan underground lab 
And one of these suit wearers walking with purpose is walking directly toward this reinforced window, directly toward you, Julius. And as she comes into focus in the near distance, you recognize your current roommate and perhaps former handler, Agent Diggory. Roll grip. What if I pass this? <laughs> no, I don't. 34 on a four. Oof. Well, how much do I lose? I think I don't think it's going to go down from the last time that you walked into a, a completely new place. So it's not going to be D6 plus one. We'll call it D4 plus one. That's a one. Oh, Julius keeps his wits. What are you down to? Two. <laughs> I think the explanation for, well, it's a new, he did, he expected like going from old weird high school to like castle spire almost. He expected to go into like a dungeon or a cave of some kind. This is not what he expected and he did not expect to see his handler here. <laughs> He lowers his gun and walks towards the door and tries to open it. As you try to open it, it's locked. Uh, And you hear an intercom come to life on the other side. And Agent Diggory's voice comes through. Oh, my God. They they told... I didn't think that this was... Is my dad here? What? Burl, my dad? Pearl? No, no, he's not here. How did you get here? Through the chair? Well, we, okay, we went to the hole, through the water hole. What? Water hole to school to chair to here. Uh, there's a castle outside. I thought, I, I thought for sure. I thought for sure my dad would have beat me here. And he turns around to the door where he came in, half expecting him to like be right behind him. But he's not, so he turns back around. It's just silence sits heavy in that moment. So, Julius, you hear a kshunk. You see the corner of this room Dad? that you're in has been blocked off by some sort of uh, metal false wall that has appeared in the corner, like blocking off the angle. And so uh, now you have like two 45 degree angles. Uh, Does it block in, the door? In one corner. And yeah, you no longer see uh, any door behind you. There's there's no door behind you. Julius whips around and looks through the glass around in here like. You know, what, Batman what begins <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind the, of cavey. It's it, no, no, no. It's the hanger. It's oh, the, okay, yeah. It's the cool like James Bond cue, but Morgan Freeman this yeah. time is and James Bond. Well lit. Or it's is it kind, well oh, okay, lit, yeah. dude. It is extremely well lit. It is a lab. It is absolutely like a black site. Tight. Julius would know that. Yeah, Julius has seen, <laughs> like, maybe not on this scale before, um, but you've seen stuff like this. I've heard of places like this, and I've been to ones that are, I mean, not even in tenth of the scale, but... Yeah. Is this, is this where you work? Yes. And I got assigned to you? <laughs> Damn. They must like me. Yes, you're an extremely big deal. We're going to need to debrief you. Where did you come from? Julius looks at her and tries not to laugh and sing Cotton Eye Joe. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't answer. I know what you're thinking right now. Where did you go? But please. Well, my dad kidnapped me when I was a kid. And then, you know, uh, I lived with him for a while. And then then I served (laughs) with you guys. And uh, then my dad got caught. And then now I'm with you. Next. Why did you break your dad out of jail i mean wouldn't you break your dad out of jail my dad's a prick mine's not and he's coming back he's coming here soon i hope you see her eyes kind of glance over at the uh lack of door behind you he chooses not to think about that (laughs) (laughs) honestly when julius saw that happen it triggered something in him and he's being interviewed in basically like a super nice room just like with all the amenities and 
he sits down on is there like any furniture in here? No, not at all. He sits down on the ground, but yeah, in yeah. his mind there's like it's like a big papasan. <laughs> there's like birds chirping and behind her instead of the lab it's a beachfront, like he's in a like a cabana. Incredible. So from behind the bar, uh she's making a drink. Uh she says, What'll it be? Well, uh my dad liked to drink straight Smirnoff and I don't care what your dad liked to drink. Tell me where you were. One as good as this place. I was in Grover Cleveland High School in the hole. We went to the hole. What hole? The hole that got made uh, when God got away. Say more. You know God? No, I don't know God. Fuck, dude. Um, Well, do you know Grover's Gorge? I do know Grover's Gorge, yes. God was in the turtle, you know? No, you don't? God was in a turtle. We killed the turtle. The turtle... Okay, the turtle died. God went into Chuck, I think was his name. And then we... I think Chuck died. And then God went into Stevie's brother. Basically, he was trying to kill himself. And so we took him and tied him up in the basement. And then Stevie let him out. And then Stevie's brother... Fox, was it? I think. Uh, animal of some kind. Falcon, fox. Uh, he left, and a giant tornado lightning storm happened, and there was a hole in the river. Oh, the river. hole in the city river? Yeah. You went into the hole in the city river? Well, not before we flew a drone down it to make sure it was okay. What? It wasn't okay. Was in it? A gym. And? animal people that we saw in Grover's Gorge? There were more in this... Oh, ho, 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 yeah. In this... Grover Cleveland High School. High School, We yes. were in the gymnasium of the high school. Uh, we met one of them who wasn't very nice. I went behind the throne, and I got here. From you a t- from a came tower. here straight from a... Oh, the ta- you were at the tower. You, you know the tower. You went around the tower. It smells like life on the ground, poop and grass, and upstairs it smells like the ocean and maybe ozone. Did you go through any doors? Yes, in the tower. The only door I went through is what got me to this place. And he gestures to what he sees as the beautiful, (laughs) lush cabana. He takes a sip of the peony. Yeah, I was going to say, at that moment, you see her hand kind of go through the glass window of the room that you're in to push you uh, a pina colada with uh, in half a coconut, of course. Nice. He takes the piece of pineapple and takes a bite out of it and tosses the rind behind him, takes a sip of the pina colada and sits back in his papasan. (laughs) You didn't tell me you were this good at bartending. I would have bought drinks for the house. Yes, of course. I'll have what you're having, which is you're not allowed to drink uh, on the clock. So no, you no, you won't. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, you do a virgin one. I'll do that. Anyway, um, so yeah, I went through the door, got here, and my dad should be coming here any minute. Hopefully, your dad was with you in the hole. Who else? Me and the bog job guys. The bog job guys. Yeah, my dad. You know the bog job. The one that my... No. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's before your time. Well. And Julius thinks fondly of... And not so fondly of the bog job. (laughs) (laughs) What were the names of the bog job guys? That's a good question. Thank you. Uh, Zach, what were the name of the bog job guys? (laughs) You got me and Burl. Yeah, you got Mo Gibson. Mo Gibson. Phoebe Bridgers. Was it Phoebe Bridgers? Oh, shit, no. (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe Richards? Phoebe Richards. Phoebe Richards, Mo Gibson, Burl, and myself. Julian Assange. And Julian Assange, which is me. (laughs) Ask me again. Who were the bug job guys? Oh, uh, so it was me and my dad, Burl. You know Burl? Yes. Uh, Mo Gibson. You know Mo... You see her, um, there's like a, a pad where uh, someone might write down orders, like a server's pad, and you see that Agent Diggory is taking notes on it, like she's taking your order. Perfect. And uh, Phoebe Richards, hmm. and uh, that's that's the crew who should be, so like I got separated from them, I was going back to the gym, and they, uh, my dad had some kind of plan that he must have 
he probably just thought of it and he knew that I would be okay. And so they went without me somewhere else. And so they, I, you know, if all goes according to his plan, which I'm sure is really good, uh, he'll meet back up with me here pretty soon. And you'll meet Mo and Phoebe. That sounds phenomenal. That sounds lovely. Yep. What are we going to do with you? Well, we got to somehow deal with Grover's Gorge and Goddle Company. And really, we got to get the truth out there. Hmm. Agreed. That's why I killed my uncle. Right. And he's just like staring at the sand. <laughs> Hearing the waves crash. And then he shakes his head. Yeah. So literally at any cost, we get that out on the, the airwaves. Mm-hmm. There's a tracker in somebody, by the way. I'm sorry, what? We made a girl swallow a tracker. Oh. So tracker, maybe the bad guy. Cowboy, the bad one. Wait, Ruth? Yeah. The one you... Mm-hmm. She's got a tracker in her. Reached out about. Uh-huh. Did I tell you already we tracked her? No, you did not. Mm, we tracked her. Just seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> How are you tracking her? Oh, and he pulls his iPhone out and looks for his air tag. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll want to be able to track her certainly thank you that's excellent work julius she's addicted to drugs yes should we help her we should absolutely help her okay good good maybe bring her here let's bring her here i think she'd like that i think that's an excellent idea might have to make uh the painkillers extra strong if you know what i mean agent diggory agent diggory hey you know we gotta and you see dr murray on the other side of the bar. A doctor here. At the beach? Uh, you recognize her, uh, Dr. Sarah Ellen Murray. Um, she's an elderly woman with thick gray hair, thin and wiry in build, five feet tall, wearing clothes two size too big, but she looks like a strong wind could turn her into an awesome kite. She's incredibly uh, awesome kite. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I use the, uh, I, I think I got him working. I think I got him working again. Okay. Hey, we went to see the legs and we found some crazy shit. Oh, did you now? Uh Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He came from, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Tell me about the legs. Where'd you go? You went, uh, you went to the zeitgeist. We found a bag. With a goo in it. Tell me about this bay. You see God if you touch it. I'm sorry, what? You see God if you touch it? What kind of God? The Judeo-Christian one? (laughs) The salt God. Yeah, he smells like salt. And then Julius realizes that the waves at the beach are water. (laughs) (laughs) And he smells the salt off the waves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's coming from, like, uh, her side. Like, the beach is on her side, like, behind behind them while they're talking. And he he might be... Go ahead and roll grip. (laughs) So I have to get below a two. Yeah. If you're going to lose one, if you fail, uh, and you're going to want nothing more than to get on the other side of that door, I think. Yeah. Regular fail. So I'm down to one. Yeah. So Julius, uh, desperately wants to like get behind the bar (laughs) and then go like into the ocean, which is where the, uh, this like black site laboratory is. He looks at the doctor and at Diggory. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath right now. Take a deep breath. Do you smell him? <laughs> He's here. He's here. Yes, yeah, no, of course. We can... Okay, well... We if, can, yeah, yeah, we're smelling real big. If you don't mind, I'm going to... Any, like, motions that he's going to jump over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. And then he does. He tries to. As you go to jump over the bar, as you get that close to this double pane sort of window you see the mirror aspects for a moment and you catch your own reflection and suddenly there's a man standing in front of you that may or may not be Julius depending on this next script check that could potentially wipe Julius out it just depends on if you can recognize yourself in this reflection yeah no 97 doesn't do (laughs) Julius stops trying to jump over the bar and he's focused on this mirror and the man in front of him is doing all the same motions that he's doing, but it's not him. The rest of us see uh, 
Agent Diggory and Dr. Murray on the other side from him, just confused, sort of looking at each other like, what was it? What's he doing? I don't, I don't exactly know. I think he's maybe figuring out some things. Yeah, I just, I, I've never seen anyone look at them. Is he looking at himself? And like, as they're having this discussion, Julius... He's searching his pockets for his knife. Yeah. Uh, this is a warning for listeners who have an issue with body horror or self-harm. Please skip ahead. Julius feels the knife on his hip. And as soon as he touches the handle of it, the cabana is gone. The beach is gone. He's in the just sterile room that he's in with the door blocked. But he hardly even notices that because he's focused on his own reflection or in his mind, the person standing in front of him. He realizes that it is a mirror, but what he sees in it isn't Julius Summers. Yeah. And so he pulls the knife up and touches it to his jaw. And when he sees the mirror do the same thing, he starts to slice into it. And he goes (laughs) down the jaw, down the chin, across the chin, and back up his left jaw starts to feel warm down your hand on your arm on your chest he drops the knife and it clashes to the ground and he starts to put his fingers up underneath his face skin Uh uh-huh in between in between his meat on his cheek in between the meat and the skin Mm -hmm. and blood is just like running down his arms Mm -hmm. just a full drip from the elbow to the ground below once he gets up to like his forehead like he's kind of like pinky on like near the nose and the three other fingers on the other side of his eyeball up underneath his skin up to his forehead he reaches his left hand in and does the same (laughs) and he it's like, and it kind of like gets stuck and he like kind of rips it a little bit and then goes up to like the forehead and then he pulls his hands out of his face and his skin <laughs> is not connected to his face anymore. And it's kind of like, what does it look like? <laughs> Luke. You can only see, like, the bottom whites of his eyes because the eye socket skin is yeah, hanging I mean, down off his forehead. Uh, it looks like one side of a tent where it's not, like, tied down and it's just, like, kind of flapping yeah. about. And if there was, like, something behind it, it would just be, like, the loose outline of that thing. <sighs> yeah. And he gets his fingernail up on the side of his jaw and he starts to, like, rip the skin a little bit. And he finally, like, it starts to tear, and, like, a, he's got a good tear on the skin. And he starts to rip it from the right side of his face up in front of his ear. And Julius feels a release of not being in control anymore as his hands grip the skin that was once his face, and he begins pulling it up over the top of his scalp from the bottom up over the back and pulls it back covering his hairline with the skin of his face back behind his ears and down the back of his head. And so the only hair really visible on Julius Summers is his sideburns and just the back of his neck where the skin hasn't quite reached yet. As he stares at himself in the mirror, That's better. damn dude just like pushing your hands up under your face skin absolutely no if we ever do an animated series that's gonna have to be in there (laughs) 
Oh, I'm gonna fucking puke. Tight. That's a good bad guy. Tight. That's a good <laughs> head, dude. That's a good bad guy. He should go by something different now that he's. Or no, now he really is Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I'm the summer man. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying out new shit. I'm trying out cool nicknames uh, that people can call me. Uh, so you do what he does now? <laughs> so I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I do what he does Tied. now. Yeah. Say your new character's name. <laughs> I should pro. I would assume I should probably prepare a character soon. I think so. We can talk about that right now, off mic. Okay. <laughs> and it's over.